and all those pictures, of course, there was just something special, I think, about each place that we went to. Um, but there were a couple places that really were very spiritual for me because a lot of the places that we went, um, you know, you saw the garden tomb. Well, they have another tomb inside a church that they, you know, say that that's the tomb of Jesus. But anyway, the places that meant the most to me were the more natural places, um, the Sea of Galilee. That was our, was it our second day that we were there? Second or something like that. But anyway, so we went out on one of the boats, and um, I had no idea how much that would touch me because just being in that boat, and the, the, I don't know if you could, the picture that was um, shown, and I actually have a little video I took of it too, the water was so peaceful. We went early in the morning, and um, it was so peaceful. And just, I mean, I could almost just picture Jesus just out walking towards me. And um, it was just amazing. It was just absolutely amazing. Um, the other thing that, that stands out to me was the garden tomb. Um, it, it really can't even describe it. You walk in there, and it just feels like a, a holy place. Um, it, going through the different places, um, it's very commercialized. Um, a lot of the areas are, but you go to the more natural areas and stuff, and that's really... Um, but the thing that it really solidified with me. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about our trip, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but um, it just it solidified with me that the tomb is empty, that Jesus is alive. And you had people that were going through the lines and, you know, basically worshiping the ground that Jesus walked. But we walked where Jesus walked. And, you know, to me, just being in that same area is just, it's, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, but it was sad seeing some of the people, how much the, the actual area meant to them. They were worshiping that ground itself instead of worshiping our risen Savior. So, um, I mean, I had kind of some other things written down, but <laughs> that I didn't want to forget. But, um well, the Dead Sea was a lot of fun. That was just, you know, we did some fun stuff. Um, the, you know, getting to ride a camel and everything. But um, the Dead Sea was pretty amazing because, um, you know, of course, it's the Dead Sea, so nothing's living there. So we didn't have to worry about anything, you know, like, you know, <laughs> sharks or anything, getting, getting in our toes or anything. Um, but it was so funny because you literally, like, you could like lay back just a little bit and your feet would just pop right on up and you would float. So that was a lot of fun. Um, anyway, the one picture that, I mean, there was the picture of some raw honey. So at the, at the hotel, um, the food was, you know, it was amazing. And some of it was not so amazing. The, the picture of the, the whole fish was at what St. Peter's, St. Peter's restaurant. And I, that was my plate, and I just, you know, I went out on a limb. I was just, you know, I was going to try to experience everything there was to experience, and uh, it wasn't so good. It was very, it was very bony. Um, anyway, so that's one that I, you know, wasn't my favorite. Um, but anyway, so I guess I'll, I'll pass the mic on. I could talk for a long time. I took 1,500 pictures, by the way. So that's just a little snippet 
Um, but looking at the pictures, though, it really brings back a lot of emotion. We, we just had such a wonderful time. It's so, so beautiful. So beautiful. I mean, okay. Sarah. I have my own mic. You do, don't you? Is it on? Okay. Um, I would say, I guess, my favorite part was the garden tomb as well. Like Paige is saying, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is probably what everybody's heard of, is where a lot of people think that's where Jesus was, the tomb. And there's like the, what you call it, like a big church over top, and then there's another tomb thing over top of the cave, I guess, that they, everybody seems to worship. And like what Paige is saying too, a lot of the churches that we went to had rocks up front that a lot of people were just on the floor kissing and doing all sorts of other crazy stuff at it. And I think that was kind of the other thing that, yeah, it makes you realize like they're worshiping the place and you hope that they're getting the connection that Jesus was hopefully there, but he's not now. So we got to get up and start start doing what he uh, wants us to do instead of kissing it and rubbing oil on it and all sorts of other crazy stuff. But um, that was probably my favorite place. But otherwise, we did a lot of other crazy things. The other thing I thought was neat um, we took a detour off of a road, and we found out that the the bus had seat belts, so that was good. <laughs> yeah, because I was terrified. <laughs> it was just back and forth, winding in the mountains, and yeah, that was it was really cool. Um, but that was a lot of like the yeah the train was really neat because. Uh, Further north, they had a lot of agriculture, so our bus, our tour guide didn't know exactly a lot of that, but uh, we were going to buy him a tree book because he's, I wasn't impressed with his agriculture knowledge, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> he was okay, though. But um, So that was neat, too, seeing lots of banana trees. They had a lot of good food. That's always important. A lot of chicken, though. We need beef, more beef. <laughs> oh, yeah, we saw a lot of different um, of uh, meat shops that, you know, well, since I work in a meat plant, I'm kind of a little bit more from the food safety standpoint. I thought it was a little crazy, but they didn't have any pictures, but they had lots of random carcasses just, lay, like, hanging outside of the shops, like all their their prized cuts, like the cow's heads just sitting, hanging on a hook, lots of lambs and stuff, and everybody thought that was just crazy. I mean, I see it all the time, but just sitting outside in the rain kind of kind of didn't didn't touch well, but we kept on eating, so <laughs> even though we wanted to pretend that wasn't that wasn't part of it, <laughs> that wasn't what we were eating, <laughs> but um, so that was kind of neat, and um, yeah, it was just an incredible experience, and I think that part of it that gets me now is more 
realizing how much we don't know and what we can't see. I mean, there's still so much over there that hasn't been discovered yet. And I think that's, you know, keeps you wondering, keeps you realizing that God's so incredible that he's gave us this, but there's still so much more over there that hasn't been discovered yet. Okay, Jan. Well, to start off with, when we left here, we rode with Don and Dorothy, and I realized that 44 years ago, Don and I went to high school and graduated together. <laughs> so God put that together to start out with. And the first night we stayed in Chicago, Paige and I kept Sarah up till 2 o'clock, pumping the Holy Spirit in her. <laughs> Um, Yeah, it was fun from the very beginning. Um, The places that affected me was Capernaum, the Jordan River. Um, But the most important thing was the garden tomb. I don't know who cried more, Sarah or I. The moment I walked in, I felt God's unconditional love. I felt his Holy Spirit, and I knew that that was where he was. I'll never forget that. Um, It was just amazing. It's amazing, and on the way home, uh, well, the worst part was a plane ride. I let me tell you that much of it. But um, I sat there thinking that There were 12 of us, and how ironic that Jesus sent us 12 as his disciples to his neck of the woods and blessed us with the trip that he gave us. It was absolutely amazing, and I am forever grateful for that. I'm grateful to be home. The breads, the fruit, the cheese was good. Everything else, no way. (laughs) My stomach would not take it. Um... Words just cannot describe what it was like. Um, It's just really, really emotional. um, Dorothy was definitely our trooper. (laughs) That woman did did things that I couldn't even do with my foot, but um, we all got along great. It was just a very amazing trip. Yeah, I, with Jan, I feel like that whole trip was so blessed from the beginning all the way through. I feel so fortunate to have gotten to be a part of it. Not only the area that we went to, but all of the connections that were going on throughout the whole trip were amazing and something I don't think any one of us could have planned or put together. But it's something, you know, I'll never forget. Um, the, and then getting to go with my mom, I prayed all the time that she would stay healthy before we left. I prayed that my dad would stay healthy while we're gone. We were gone and, you know, it all came together beautifully. And then I found some beautiful new friends that I'm so excited. A lot of trouble though. (laughs) Just forewarning. (laughs) Um, the places that spoke to me the most was um, 
I, Getsemane, Getsemane was really special. And uh, yeah, the garden room, I can't even begin. I walked in and felt the heavy, heavy air. I just, it's something I wish that all of you could um, have an opportunity to experience because it was really something special. Down to we were given a rainbow. I mean, who gets a rainbow from one end to the other, you know? Yeah, what? It was a double rainbow, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I would thank you so much for uh, organizing the trip. And like I said, I feel really blessed to have been a part of it and made all these new friends. Well, it's something that I kind of always wanted to do but didn't think I would ever do. And I did it. <laughs> the whole trip was amazing. And what made it, what helped it be amazing was my daughter was with me, my son was with me, and my daughter-in-law. And had it not been for them and Scott, Scott's my hero. <laughs> we, I don't know if you noticed one set of steps that went way down, and then you could see them go way up. And I, Jan and I both understood that we weren't going to have to walk up the steps. We could go down them. And there were many, many, many steps. We got to the bottom, and we had to walk up them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I got about 10 or 15 steps from the top, and my legs just gave out. And Scott came to my rescue and practically lifted me the rest of the way up those steps. And that was the first day, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was well, really, I was really introduced to, I knew there was going to be a lot of walking, but I didn't realize how many steps. And everybody and But they would tell my tell us to slow down, and my mom would speed up. My theory was, I get up to the front, and then by the time we got there, I'd be in the back. But at least I wouldn't be way back. <laughs> so, so I had a method to my madness. I do have to before I tell you what touched me the most. I have to remark about Don. And it was at St. Peter's where we had the fish, which I had chicken, thank you. And Don asked for coffee. After. They always came around with coffee afterwards. But the cups were little, tiny, drinking. Communion size. Yeah, about communion size, maybe a little larger. And Don says, he held up his hand and he said he wanted coffee. And when he turned around and saw that cup, it was something... <laughs> I can chuckle about it every time I think about it, Don, so thank you. But the trip, the trip to me was, it was so surreal that I couldn't imagine ever being in those places. And I'm with the rest. The garden tomb was probably the most 
touching to me, the most, I don't know, it just, it just all came to life there that, yes, he was there, and yes, he died, and then he got up, he, he arose, and Gethsemane was another one, and the River Jordan probably, uh, being able to be baptized in the River Jordan was uh, very touching to me. But again, the whole trip was great. Everybody was great. They all looked out for me, the old lady of the group. And uh, I, I, of course, will not do it again. But, well, you never know. <laughs> but I, it's an experience that I was just so thankful to be able to do. And I thank God for that. So I'll give it to them. It was an amazing trip. It really was. Um, when we landed, we stayed in a hotel on the uh, Mediterranean Sea. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> on the Mediterranean Sea. And it, the Mediterranean Sea was beautiful. And we, st we spent one night in that hotel, and we went from there to Caesarea, which was on the Mediterranean Sea. And then we went on north, and uh, in some of our travels, we bordered uh, Syria and uh, Jordan. And you saw some of the first pictures, uh, pillboxes, and uh, concertina wire that was stretched. And also, if you'd look close, you'd see some signs that said, uh, that gave a warning that there were mines that were still in the fields there between uh, Jordan, Syria, and Israel. Uh, but the land itself, even though it was very hilly, it was beautiful. It, it was green, except down uh, toward the Dead Sea, of course, and it's and Masada. It, it's real deserty down there. Um, but there were there were lots of things to see, lots of things to do. Doyle, to answer your question, I have an app on my phone, and uh, it said that we averaged about two and a half miles a day walking, and. Uh, nine stories, so it was up and down, up and down, but uh, so, you know, that was trying in itself to to go those different elevations. Uh, as I said, most of the sites have churches or, or shrines built on them, uh, but there were still a lot of moving sites. I think... Uh, Several of the sites that were moving to me was um, the rock where Jesus wept. Uh, to me, that was moving. And uh, in Bethlehem, the site where they say that, you know, Jesus was born and, and laid in a manger, uh, that was moving to me. And then, of course, of course, uh, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, that wasn't commercialized, 
like a lot of the other sites. And, you know, it was, it was a very plain surroundings, but it, it was very, very moving. Uh, first of all, when you, when you went down there close to the tomb, you saw Golgotha. And that is where, you know, the crucifixion took place. And uh, the guide, you know, gave us uh, a, a detailed talk on uh, Golgotha. And then when, when we got through at Golgotha, we went on down this winding path. It's not very far. The tomb's not very far from Golgotha where he was crucified. Uh, but it was just like the group said it was it was very stirring it it was very simple but stirring and then uh after we were done at the tomb we went up to this little uh shelter and the pastor uh read some scripture verses for us and and talked with us and then we had communion there at that site and we got to keep uh, the little olive wood cups that we had communion uh, served to us in. And uh, so, you know, there were, there were lots of things to see and do. Uh, if you ever have the opportunity to go, I would recommend it. And uh, I think you would thoroughly enjoy yourself and be inspired and just to know that those were places where Jesus, you know, walked. Um, and that's all I have. Thank you. Very good. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> so, so they all were amazing. Like I said, the cool part was that there was 12 of us. We felt like disciples. And uh, it, was, it was quite an adventure. Uh, but the, from a pastoral's perspective, the best part is getting to know uh, people. And having been there before, I wasn't so mesmerized by the places as I was the people. Uh, the people is the most blessed part. Um, heard Todd White say something interesting when he went to Israel one time. He said, uh, we go there to walk where Jesus walked, but the real goal is to walk like Jesus walked. And so from a pastor perspective, we sneak people in. We let them see the garden tomb knowing what it's going to do to them. And then when they get home, they're different people. So that's that's like win-win right there. And so, uh, yeah, it was just an amazing trip. Uh, of course, I love the food, but um, I could eat falafel every day. Sorry, Jan. Just pass me yours. Um, but here, here's what I wanted to tell you today is that um, tentatively, we're looking at March 3rd through March 13th, 2021 would be the next trip. Uh we're going to do things differently this time. We're not going to pay lots of money to have a professional guide that tell us, tells us all about the Byzantine churches and, uh, and, and Hadrian. But we're going to do, have a silent guide who's in charge of logistics, getting us from the right places, paying all the right fees and such. But then we're going to spend more time at the natural places, more time at the holy sites that are important to us and important to our Christian faith. And then we're going to spend more time doing teaching at those locations ourselves. And so uh, it'll be a whole lot different. Hopefully it'll be a lot cheaper. Um, but uh, it's going to be a blessed trip. 
So be thinking about that. Uh, get your piggy banks out. Start saving. Um, probably about what we say about 125, 150 a day. I mean, a, a, a month. A month. <laughs> a month. Yeah. By then, the trip will be about 10,000 a piece. No, I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, so. Oh. Yeah, we probably could. Uh, for those who don't know, when we went to Jacob's Well, which I believe was on day three as we were moving into Jerusalem, this was a day, and also what happened in the Dead Sea was significant too. These are two surprises that I've never had to deal with before. But we went to Jacob's Well, which is in a Palestinian-controlled city of Nablus. Uh, it's in the West Bank. We have Palestinian guide and driver, and so we're able to go to those areas without a lot of problems. Um, theoretically. But when we went to, the, to uh, Jacob's Well, it's run by uh, the Greek Orthodox Church, but they hire people to manage the location. Uh, Jacob's Well has been there for thousands of years. It's important. It's, it's cool. Uh, you go down a huge flight of steps to see it. But anyway, the point is, is when we got there, they had changed the times that they're open, and they had just closed, and we were three minutes late. So our Muslim bus driver didn't think that was appropriate. So he started talking to them, and they said, well, we have to pay another $100, which the manager and his son have been pocketing. And they've been doing this to lots of groups for a long time. They were both driving Mercedes or whatever else, and everybody else was driving junkers. Uh, but anyway, they were, do- they were making a lot of bank right there. But our driver wasn't going to have any of it. So we got pictures and videos of him having a heated exchange, which is hard to know because everybody seems to be yelling all the time. Uh, But we could tell there was something not right, especially when they started putting hands on each other. Well, eventually they came out into the streets where they locked us out and said, there's no way in Gehenna that we're ever getting in to see Jacob's well. And so then the manager's son shows up and starts having an exchange with our bus driver And then he goes around to the back of his car and starts getting into the trunk for something uh, to use against him, whether it's a gun or whatever else. We have no idea, but it's not pretty. And so we have all this on video of him getting in the back. Our, Our guide stops him, but then he pulls out his belt and goes after our bus driver and starts beating him with his belt. Yes. Buckle in, yes. So we got all this on video, and then uh, just it just keeps going on and going on, and and to where now we're told that the manager and his son are fired, and they're not long, no longer going to be part of Jacob's Well. Uh, but the Greek Orthodox Church got a huge black eye, metaphorically. Um, we got our own version, I guess. So that was the first thing, and and some of them, some of the folks are freaking out by it. I wasn't freaking out by it just because I knew our guide's Muslim, and they're Muslim, so Muslims are not going to kill each other right there, I wouldn't think. So I was all right with it, but everybody else was freaking out. It didn't help that we were being surrounded by, by kids and adults who were looking at us like a buffet, all right? We were like a financial buffet to them. Oh, and then the bus drawer broke also. The other thing that was very unusual is when we went uh, the last two days, and I've been, this is my fourth time, it's never rained on us except on the Sea of Galilee, and we had two days of torrential raining, it seemed like. Uh, 
the one day it was raining in Jerusalem in the mountains and we were headed down to the Dead Sea and to Qumran to see where the Dead Sea Scrolls were. Um, we had, God had already told us if it rains in Jerusalem, it's going to take several hours for that water to get down to the Dead Sea to Jericho in that area. So we go to Qumran. It's still raining. It's still raining. We're tired. We're like, well, let's go. Let's leave it. We want to go to the Dead Sea and go swimming, uh, which it doesn't really rain around the Dead Sea much. But anyway, when we left, it's when the road was closed because all the water was rushing over the road. And, and, and I look, the bus driver and I, we walked down to it, and it looked like the road was about to be washed out. And if that happens, then you have to backtrack and go several hours out of your way to go back up to Jerusalem. And so we took a lot of video, a lot of pictures of the flooding, and that's when we saw all of the, the rainbows, which was truly amazing. But it was magnificent to think that in the desert... All of this rain coming down. We had pictures by Qumran of waterfalls of, of rain dropping off of the mountains and rushing down to the Dead Sea. It was really impressive to see that. Uh, the other thing in connection with that is the Dead Sea has been having a lot of sinkholes that have been forming. Uh, they have something like 4,000 sinkholes now that have closed several of the beach resorts. It has closed several of the roads. And so they're having to reconstructure all the highways around the Dead Sea. It's something that no one else will ever be able to see again. And, and so from the last time I was there, it has changed a lot. A lot of stuff has closed. The water is receding 30 feet a year. And so they're saying by 2050 that the Dead Sea may be empty of water if they don't start piping in water from either the Mediterranean or from the Red Sea. The cool thing about that is Isaiah the prophet prophesied that there will be a day that there will be fishing in the Dead Sea. The only way that happens is if you're bringing water from another source and filling it back up. So it's, it's pretty cool. Anyway, any questions, comments, additions, or subtractions? Take a date home with you. Oh, yes. there are. <laughs> Take a date home. They're, they're very proud of their dates. Um, and so the date trees actually kind of look like palm trees, mm-hmm. uh, but a little bit shorter. Uh, but, yeah, so they gave us, we have a box of dates out there. We've eaten plenty. We want you to share in our bounty. <laughs> I mean, they, that's the, they're very proud of their dates. Yeah. So, um, and then there's a, a container out there of some of the mud from the Dead Sea that I kind of scooped up. And put in a Rubbermaid container. So that's actual stuff from, I mean, we, we, you could purchase this stuff too, but I actually like scooped it out. Um, Probably not enough for a mask, but, oh, uh, but if you want to play around with no, it. No, I can, I, you I think can you get that other? All righty. There you go. Anybody have any questions? Go ahead, Joel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you haven't received the shipment yet. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was good stuff. Did you like your ring that you got? Huh? Did you yeah, like your yeah. ring? Very good. I'm, I'm uh, learning what it all means. Yep, very good. <laughs> what you got, Brooke? 
pretty much the 50s every day. And the two days it rained, it was in the 40s. But we actually, it wasn't snow, it was sleet that was all over the windshield of the bus. So we got to see sleet one day. The bus that we had, you saw a picture of the bus. I mean, we had the whole bus to ourselves, so 12 people in a bus that probably would see. 40 or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and our, our, our tour guide and our bus driver. Our bus driver, he was so much fun because mm-hmm. he would, like, we would be driving, and we'd see this big old display of strawberries, for instance. And Huge. He'd, he'd pull off, he'd run, and he'd go get them. And then when you saw the picture of the uh, um, uh, sheep. Sheep? Oh, the goat? Oh, Buffet. Oh. Yeah, he, he's like, oh, hang on just a second. So he pulled the bus over, and he ran up, and he was gone for about five minutes, came back, and he was passing it out to everybody. So, I mean, he, he kind of bred. And then he, he brought a sheep on our bus. Yeah, that is so weird. Sorry, I was trying to turn it off. Anyway, it's about time for us to to tidy things up here. Uh, We're going to stand and sing our closing, and then we will dismiss and go our separate ways. All right? But thank you all for indulging us.